The following podcast is a production of The Network. Check us out on BICBP-radio.com. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for tuning in to our second episode of... Damn! That's scary! I will never, ever get sick of that. I I want you to fucking do it one day. You want me to do it? One time, at least. No, this is your gimmick. I mean, this is only... I can't do... I can't do... Ladies and gentlemen, he needs to do the intro at least one time. I don't. I don't think so. I feel like you do though. I, I eventually I will. It'll be the whitest opener ever. It'll be like, hey guys, oh boy, is that scary or what? And here we are with the show. I, I kind of hope so now. Really? No. Oh man, Nerd City. Yeah, well. Yeah, man. All right. So before the show starts, uh, first off, my name is Micah. We are coming at you from Buffalo, New York, at the beautiful Podcast Precinct, and I am joined alongside this beautiful faced man who goes by the name of Will the Thrill. I just made a nickname up. Will the Thrill? I don't know. Man. I stole what from, is it? Are, I, stole, uh, I stole it from Fresh Prince. All right, leave uh, me alone. Ladies and gentlemen, we are here at WKGB with Will the Thrill and the Ge- Shrimp and the Geezer in the morning, and it is time to get the lead out. <laughs> All right, scratch that. That's not my nickname. Hey guys, thank you so much for the wonderful response from last week's thank episode. Thank you so much. Seriously. We, we feel really good about it. Yeah, I, I didn't expect to get that response. That's totally awesome. I know it was kind of just like, it's, it was one of those, it was an episode where it was like, you'll never go back and listen to again. Kind of mm-hmm. like those movies where it's like an origin story. Yep. Where it's like, I don't want to fucking get through all this shit with Tony Stark building the Iron Man well, yeah. suit again. Right. <laughs> so we're never going to watch that. Just give us the sequels. And yep. that's what. Yep. This is. This is a sequel. Part two, bitches. Part two. Electric Boogaloo coming at you. Hard. <laughs> so hard. And also, there's something I just want to bring up from last week. Now, I mentioned that I was in a certain amount of uh, films back in like the, the mid-2000s, before like 2010 and stuff. One of them being Slime City Massacre. And I did say that they're shit movies. And <laughs> I didn't mean that. I, I, I didn't mean to shit on Gregory Lamberson uh, like that. Greg is a fantastic author. He's an excellent director, and he's very, very passionate about what he does, and he's very passionate about the horror genre. Greg Lamberson got his start in uh, the movie business making exploitation films back in the 1980s in New York City. Mm-hmm. He actually worked on which I, a movie I talked about last week, one of my favorite films from the 1980s, Basket Case. Um, I got nothing but love for Greg. He's just very passionate about what he does, and when I say that it was a shit movie that I was in, I didn't mean that it's like a shit movie it's just a bad movie that's did he, good did he call you out no of course he didn't call oh, me out no, I, just I just felt bad saying that stuff okay. last week and i didn't want anyone to think that i was actually shitting on it i gotcha all right yeah i i got nothing but love for greg i got nothing but love for the the movies that i worked on in the past well how can you not though? for the most part yeah i mean they it made me appreciate how much hard work goes into a movie right um especially when you're dealing with something on such a low budget and I'm a firm believer in supporting independent movies, yeah. and especially the horror genre, and especially when they're done right. And there's so many gems out there, guys. You just got to look for them. Um, Will, how especially was your week? locally, too, yeah. Yeah, dude, totally. Uh, here in Buffalo, there is a hell of a movie scene uh, going on uh, with a lot of talented local actors. Mm-hmm. Um, Will, how was your week, bud? Um, week was pretty good, man. I... Um 
you know, was still in a pandemic. So I, I worked and I went home and I worked and I went home and I worked. And I went now, when you say pandemic, I know you meant fundemic because I'm having a great fucking time. Are you? No, I'm miserable as shit. <laughs> okay. You know, I have never been more miserable in my life. This is well, actually yeah. terrible. Yeah. Uh, I mean, because like, I don't know, man. This sucks. It does. But suck. you know what cheers me up more than anything? Doing this podcast. It, doing this podcast, but also watching a new horror flick. Yeah. And I yeah. have got to put over this movie that my wife and I watched on Shutter, and it is called Host. My God, it is just over an hour long, and I'm a found footage guy myself. You like found footage, Will? I could take it or leave it. I'm a big found footage man. Like, I will actually search in the search bar found footage movies, and I'll go through, and I will watch one-star found footage flicks because I give them all... I give them all the time of day. I think a lot of them have their own like little appeal allures and their jumps that are just so fucking good. And I appreciate how found footage films are edited and put together. Mm -hmm. Some might say it's lazy. I think found footage films are really cool. I don't like the ones where it mixes between a found footage and a movie. I think shit like that's kind of weird. Right. Yeah. I, I, I watched one. uh, It was called house or some shit. Uh, not to be confused with House, the 1980s House, which is absolutely fucking incredible. That stemmed, uh, I think, like three, three, four sequels. I'm talking about like this new movie House, where it mixed between uh, found footage and like it would go like, oh look, we're recording stuff on our cell phone. Okay, but then it'll go back to the high def camera following them. Yeah, I hate shit like that. Well, yeah, yeah. And plus, the movie was terrible, and that's not what I'm talking about. What I'm talking about is Host on Shutter. My God, it is so good. It just, it all takes place over Zoom. And the thought of saying that there is a good horror movie out there that was recorded all over Zoom makes my head want to fucking explode because I don't even know what the fuck is normal anymore. Right. Yeah, but the whole movie is recorded over Zoom. Mm -hmm. It's just a group of girls. They do a a seance over the computer. These, uh, it's... It leads to the the one given the seance. She gets cut off from the call, and then a lot of weird shit starts happening to the girls uh, separately on the Zoom call. You mentioned that, like you mentioned this to me like recently, dude. Because we just watched it recently, okay. the the gags in this are so good. It's legitimately scary. Like right. there are parts that like 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 we I scared I, I got scared. Um, hmm. and uh, oh my god, I think I actually talked about it last week. Now that I'm I'm thinking about it, yeah, really shit. But I, did, I only mentioned it real quick, but yeah. I'm just putting it out there. I highly recommend going on Shudder. If you don't have Shudder, Shudder is five bucks a month. It's, on, it's, it's, it's done by AMC. There's a group in AMC that are strictly devoted to horror. Um, and they put out this streaming service called Shudder. Now, Shudder is just so good. It is so fucking good. There's a lot of good original content on there. And this is one of the movies that you're only going to be able to view on Shudder. Now, just like in the past when there's something that's successful or something that's done well they start to copycat you'll get a bunch of like copycat movies coming out and honestly if this is the new genre found footage but done by like skype zoom anything like that Uh i'm here for it i think it's cool I, I found footage kind of fell off. Uh, it nosedived a bit there yeah. uh, over the past five years. I haven't really seen any good ones coming out r- lately. That and, and if there this was, there, it, was, there was one that came out a couple, like a few years ago that was kind of this in a, it's like the same premise. Like there, there was like 
Unfriended. Yeah, that one. Yeah, they, that's good. Was it good? Yeah, it I was good. It was. It was creepy. It, it, yeah, fuck. It's getting. It's, it gets a lot of shit, but it was actually pretty good. All right. Yeah. So I highly recommend watching Hosts on Shutter. And there was one more movie I saw this week, Will, <laughs> which I I I want. Now your girlfriend, I don't think will get it, yeah. but I but you'll get it. Okay. It's called. Scare Package. It's an anthology flick. It's also on Shudder, and it's really cool. It starts off with uh, it starts off with a movie within a movie. It's meta. Uh, it's 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 it has that like Deadpool style where they kind of talk to you and guide you through what's going like on. Fourth wall talking. Yeah, yeah, but then like it gets even deeper. So it's a movie within a movie within a movie, um, and then it ends up at a at like a a locally owned video store and it turns into an anthology, but then it turns back into the original plot, which was the beginning of the movie. And dude, it is so cool. Now it's, it's one of those goofy over the top kind of Tucker and Dale ish type movies. Um, but I got to tell and it is silly. It is very silly at times. And Joe Bob Briggs, our save, our, our, our Lord and Savior, uh, Joe Bob Briggs, does have an, an incredible cameo in this movie, um, where he actually explains to another character in the movie, "You know this is a horror movie. I know this is a horror movie, but these people right here don't know this is a horror movie. Okay. We know how this shit is done. We got to get them out of here alive." And gotcha. guess who the uh, guess who the main uh, bad killer is in the movie? Like, will I know him? Yeah, dude, fucking Goldust. No shit, dude. Yeah, what? Yeah, he uh, he's all done up uh, in like slasher a, a slasher getup. Uh, the the makeup's really the mask he wears is really cool. It's like a skin type face, mm-hmm. um, and it, it's goddamn. It's so cool because they do flashbacks of him with like his. Uh, uh, they they did the they there's a lot of callbacks to other horror movies in this movie and one of them is Friday the Thirteenth Part Four Final Chapter where one of the actors shaves his head yeah. um, like the way Corey Feldman did and okay. he's like he's like look I'm okay I beat the cancer and the <laughs> the the killer is having flashbacks of like pushing this kid on like a swing set and stuff and it's 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 Dustin holy shit yeah that's wow. where I'm like holy shit this is fucking Dustin Dustin Reynolds Dustin Rhodes whatever he goes by right, yeah, yeah. Goldust so one one of the greatest fucking wrestlers to ever live. He's so fucking good and so un- unappreciated. It's ridiculous. I I think he's appreciated where he is right now. Yeah. In uh, in AEW. Absolutely. I'm just saying, like, overall, he's unappreciated overall. Overall, I, I he should be in everyone's top ten list. He should be. He absolutely should. Always, he's, al- he's always smooth. He's always on point. Fluid. Yeah. So fluid. Such a good wrestler. He's so fucking good. And the fact that he's in his fucking 50s. Yeah. Still can go. And he's still doing killing it. He's doing Canadian destroyers and shit now. <laughs> right? Like, dude, what the fuck? Shit's insane. Yeah, man. Seriously. That's another, like, uh... That's another one of those old time wrestlers that that can adapt. Mm-hmm. They adapt with the times. Like fucking Ricky Morton, ju- dude. Ricky seriously. Morton is still fucking killing. Ricky it. Morton, I don't know, Jer- Jericho. He's yeah. in his sixties. Jesus. Yeah, man, dude. I was on an indie show with Ricky Morton like twelve years ago, mm-hmm. and he was old as shit. Twelve yeah. years went by, and he's fucking doing Canadian destroyers right, right yeah. now. It's ridiculous. Uh, yeah, I'm sorry. We went off on a wrestling tangent yeah, there. So sorry. those are so a scare package on scare Shutter. Package. Highly recommend. And of course, host. I almost said Zoom. <laughs> <laughs> now there is another movie called The Host, which is a Korean horror film that came out, I think, in like 2008. That sounds familiar. Yeah, with a with a mutant fish. I feel like my microphone keeps like slowly lowering and lowering every as every passing moment goes by. Well, 
Put your mouth closer to it. What? Okay. Well, <laughs> I can't. I'll have a problem. Titan. With that. Okay. So Will is uh, Will's new at this. So we're not going to fault him by any means. Well, but yeah, so carefully lift it up so we don't get a bunch of sound on here. And then tighten up that bad boy knot right there. Now, while you do that. I thought I did that earlier, but I guess not. Oh, man. Oh, this is, uh, these are the type of things that happen on set. Uh, James Wan. Now, everyone in horror knows James Wan by now. James Wan is either producing something very awesome or something very shitty. Right now, James Wan is... Uh, is producing the new Mortal Kombat movie. Yeah. Uh, which I'm very much looking forward to. Yeah, me too, man. Well, it just came out that James Wan is going to be producing a Knight Rider reboot. Oh, and I know sure. Knight Rider isn't exactly horror, but James Wan, he is horror. Yeah. <laughs> you know? well, I mean, new horror, whatever. Uh, now, he uh, he's producing this Knight Rider reboot. And I really hope that they keep Kit as that old Trans Am and don't try to do anything goofy like turn him into. Do you think uh, William Daniels will still voice, voice Kit? Because he's fucking. He's Kit. He is Kit? Yeah. I, oh my God, I hope so. Yeah. That would be awesome. Um, I also hope that they. Uh, if they have David Hasselhoff in there somehow. Obviously, he, I don't well. think he's going to reprise his role as David. His name was David, right? I, Michael? Michael? Ah, oh, fuck. We just named two characters from The Lost Boys. We did. <laughs> yeah, see, this is that's why this is a horror podcast and not a fucking 1980s TV show as podcast. Soon as, as soon as you said David, as soon as Michael came in my I said, that's The Lost Boys, isn't it? Which is also a biblical reference, but yeah. yeah. Uh, and now, here's the thing. James Wan is going to be producing Knight Rider. Mm-hmm. Penning the show. Okay. Like, sitting down and actually fucking writing it is TJ Fixman. Okay, who's that? Exactly. Okay. <laughs> now, the reason why you don't know who he is is because this is going to be his first break. Oh, shit. Yeah. Before this, all he did was write scripts for video games. No way. He wrote the script for Resistance 2. Uh-huh. And, get this, the last, like, handful of Ratchet and Clank oh. games. Okay. Yeah. Because I didn't, I, I didn't play either of those games, so I don't know. Okay, Ratchet and Clank's good. I, I heard Resistance 2 is actually pretty sweet. Okay. So, hey, man. I mean, fuck it. Hey, whatever. More, more power to him, I guess. Seriously, yeah. right? Uh, are you aware of the TV show uh, Curse Films? No. So they talk about... It, the episodes are about 20 minutes or so, and they talk about like a film that have the curses on it. Like, oh, okay. my God. Everybody that worked on The Exorcist. Cursed. Cursed. Cursed! <laughs> Isn't Poltergeist like a part of that curse? Too, yeah, like, dude. All yeah. those. Listen, man. I could not get into. I could not get into this fucking show because it was there was so much filler and so much bullshit. Everybody knows Urban Legends. I don't mean the movie Urban Legends. Everyone yes. fucking knows that. I, everybody knows like the different types of urban legends that were on these films, mm-hmm. right? But those stories are so short, so they have to stuff it with filler. And flow. So, to me, the show Curse Films is all sauce and no substance. All right. The reason why I'm bringing it up is because they are coming out with a season two. Okay. So, hopefully, they step their fucking game up. What network, no, what network is it on? This is also on Shudder. Is it? Okay. Yeah. If you're listening to the show, you have to have Shudder. Shudder is fucking dope. I can't lie. A lot of the content that we're going to talk about and review are just mainly on shutter mm-hmm. um but i mean if you don't want shutter there's also another streaming service called tubi yes uh that's t-u-b-i it's free but unfortunately you have to deal with ads through the commercials i fucking hate commercials i, I 
Okay. I hate it. So we have Hulu. Yeah. All right. Now we get the package where you have to deal with those ninety that, second commercials yeah, that in adds, between. That bullshit. Yeah. yeah, and I anytime it happens, I scream out loud. I can't live like this. <laughs> I can't. I can't live like this. And my wife is just like, I'm not spending an extra three dollars a month so you could fucking. My girl's the same way, and she does the whole like, hey. Don't you miss having commercials? Don't you miss like being informed? I'm like, Drew, this is the same fucking Cialis commercial. They show the same and commercials the every same, fucking time. And I, I, I'm so used to the commercials in between Hulu now to where like I recognize the actors. Yep. The the one that has the the fucking eczema on their fucking elbows is the same one on the Match.com <laughs> fucking commercial talking about how they, they don't want to play games. And it's also the same one buying a new car from Carvana. Yeah. Good oh, fucking Christ. God. Good fucking God. I hate commercials Get so much. Get shit together, Hulu commercials. Now, so the reason why I'm bringing up Tubi is uh, Tubi has a lot of good movies on there. They have pretty much every single full moon uh, movie on there, which as a kid, when I would go to Blockbuster, I was always look for the full moon logo because I knew I was going to get a good fucking horror flick. I never even heard of full moon. What's this? What is this? Don't drop your pen in disappointment. Just tell me what it is. I'm never going to shame you. I feel, on like, any, I feel like you will. No, no, I will never shame you, but that one kind of hit a little. I see. You, All right. You, you yeah. Down uh, like was... uh, Full Moon is uh, uh, Charles Band is, is, is pretty much in charge of uh, Full Moon. Full Moon's been around since the 80s. Okay. Uh, they produced thousands of low-budget horror flicks, including uh, Puppet Master. Okay. Uh, Evil Bong, Ginger Dead Man. Ginger uh, Dead Man. Wow. Yes, yes. So you do know Full Moon. Okay. Yeah. Uh, now... If you remember back from the first episode, we did explain that I am very, very, very balls deep into horror, and I promise to never give Will a hard time for anything he didn't know. <laughs> so I will keep that promise because right. I am a firm believer in not judging anyone over something they didn't watch. I think that's so stupid, and I think it's childish. Dude, that's that's like everything overall too. You can't judge somebody for not for like not having like, like oh, what do you mean you never seen yeah. the burning, which we're going to talk about later. Yes, we are. Yeah. Um. But like. Like, dude, like, no, fuck. If you're like that, go fuck yourself. Don't be toxic. Spread it. Like, like, help, help your friends out. Like, the power of positivity. Yes, of course. Exactly. Um, so the reason why I'm bringing up Tubi is because they're actually going to be taking off some movies come at the end of this month. Oh. Yeah. Uh, and the ones that I'm going to tell you, I highly suggest to watch if you haven't watched them yet. One is The Voices, which stars Ryan Reynolds who plays a serial killer who has voices telling him to kill people. And they're mainly his co-workers. Uh, and the, some of the voices that talk to him are his dog and Wait, his cat. I remember this. It came out in 2015. I, I vaguely remember this movie coming out. I think, yeah. yeah, there's names in it for sure. Yeah. Um, and it is, it is a good movie. Is it? Yeah, it's sweet. The, uh, the, it's, and it's all through the eyes of this very twisted, deranged serial killer. Yeah. Like he cuts the head off of a woman and the head still talks to him. Okay. When really it's this decaying head in his refrigerator. Yeah, that sounds vividly familiar. Okay. Uh, and another movie that's being taken off of Tubi this month is uh, Bruce Campbell's 2000, I want to say 2004, 2003 classic, Bubba Hotep. They will be leaving Tubi this month, so if you have not had a chance to watch those or you want to go through and relive those fun movies, definitely check out The Voices and Bubba Hotep on Tubi. Um, so back in 1997, Guillermo del Toro, he made this movie called Mimic. 
I find mm-hmm. Mimic Mimic is very underrated, very underappreciated. Yeah. I thought Mimic was absolutely phenomenal, and I have a very hard time digesting '90s horror movies. Okay. I think. I think for the most part, the decade of the 90s really fell flat in the horror genre. Yeah, now, they're, weird. that's not to say that there aren't hidden gems here and there, mm-hmm. such as Clint Howard and the Ice Cream Man, obviously the Scream series, right. um, and the Dentist and stuff. But there's also a lot of shit. Mimic is one of those very original, very good horror flicks that just doesn't get the attention that it needs. Well, it turns out that there's actually going to be a Mimic reboot. Oh, I'm looking forward to this. Uh, and this TV series is going to be... It's a TV series. It's going to be on... Oh, my God. I'm so sorry. <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll, get the, I'll get the series that it's actually streaming on because it's not going to be on... It's not an actual network. It is going to be streaming on a series. Uh, it, the series will be streaming on a platform. And I apologize. I will get that out okay. next, next week. I'll report on that. That's fine. But the person in charge of this is Paul W.S. Anderson, who made the first Resident Evil movie, okay. and also one of my absolute favorite horror flicks, uh, which I consider Hellraiser in Space, Event, <laughs> Event Horizon. Oh, fun. that movie's fucking phenomenal. It, right? It's so good. Yeah, Lawrence Fishburne and yeah. Man's Game Sam Neill in that. Uh-huh. Yeah, dude, you know the, the story behind Event Horizon? Not really. What's, what's All the right, deal? So, uh, Paul W.S. Anderson, he made, this, he made a very violent very scary movie Mm -hmm. and the studio stepped in and we're just like are you fucking kidding us like we want to make money off this movie if you put this movie out the way it is it's going to get an nc-17 rating that way nobody is going to fucking see this in the movie theaters and good luck on distribution buddy so he had to cut out i think about 20 minutes or so yeah of the movie now the Footage that he had for the original Event Horizon um, was in a studio, uh, kind of like so. So the studios there are these lots, mm-hmm. right, where they have like uh, micro, uh, like all like the the original footage and stuff like that, where they store stuff. Yeah, uh, there was a fire. Oh, all of it's lost. Oh fuck, we're never gonna see the director's cut version of Event Horizon. That's whack. It is whack, but also. Amazon Prime uh, has a greenlit. They greenlit a series for Event Horizon. Oh, shit. So Event Horizon is also going to be getting its own series. Um, Paul W.S. Anderson is also going to be working on that. Good. Not as much as he should be. I think other directors are involved um, for different episodes and stuff like that, but I know he is producing it. All right. Um, I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, absolutely. I'm really, really, really looking That's forward to that. That's news to me. That. I didn't know it was happening. Uh, sweet. The fact that we could get we could get more of what happened on Event Horizon when it made the jump into hyperspace mm-hmm. and what it went through. Like, let's see, let's see that portal of hell. Let's see what so, happened. Uh, is is are they going to be the same characters or different people from like like new people? Well, I'm sure it's going to be new actors, yeah. but the same characters. Okay, if that makes sense, right? Yeah. Right. Um, I mean, as much as I would love to see, no, I, I'm a, I'm a big fan of when something gets rebooted or either either a remake or like a soft reboot mm-hmm. i really like when they have original actors in there yeah like uh i know tony todd is supposed to be like in the new candy man i um, yeah. you know yeah, like, he's supposed to be i think that's really cool i would like to see Lawrence fishburne maybe as like an, an older cadet um maybe have sam, sam neill could make an appearance in this like yeah. I, I think stuff like that is cool just as different characters yeah uh 
originally back when they were uh, the original script of the Nightmare on Elm Street 2009 or 2010 Ugh. 2010 reboot that catastrophe yes Robert England was actually supposed to play as a sleep psychologist oh no shit yeah and then they scrapped it oh I mean I I think that would have been pretty cool yeah, it would have been cool yeah I, I mean I would have enjoyed the movie a little more you ever watch Supernatural um I've I've seen episodes. But not, not like I haven't like not like consistently now. It's a good show. I hear uh, Robert England plays a uh, a doctor in there where he he puts one of the lead characters to sleep to the point that they die, and then oh. eventually brings them back. It's, it's not yeah, but the, supposed yeah. to die, talk to death, whatever. Yeah, right, okay. But yeah, he's he plays a sleep doctor in Supernatural. Okay, and this was after uh after the remake it was okay. kind of one of those like hey here's that part you were supposed to play in the <laughs> nightmare on elm street movie but you're gonna do it on an episode of supernatural so wait is supernatural the same studio for the 2010 elm street remake no oh okay. no no, no. no they just, just they just they just okay. did that as like kind of like a an homage to him and kind you, of a dig on, a dig on the remake i gotcha um one last thing on the news here before we get into our uh our movie review of The Burning. Our feature presentation. <laughs> Is that the thing that they had for the Grindhouse movies that Quentin Tarantino uses? The, the old, like, 70s style fucking Man, music? I dig the fuck out of that. Yeah, it's yeah. Um, Trick or Treat. 2007 Trick or Treat. Yeah. That is one of my favorite movies. I love it. it, it it's, it's, it's definitely up there on my list as, like, best. Are you going to tell me good news? Yeah, well, I mean... Okay, not good news in the sense that they're making a sequel. Uh-huh. Uh, that's been teased so many times. Uh, the good news is, though, the really fucking creepy mask that the special needs kids wore on the bus mm-hmm. in the scene where they have the bus massacre where Brian yeah. Cox kills all the kids. Yeah, yeah. All of those masks are on sale at Spirit. No shit. Yeah. Wow. I'm definitely going to be picking a few up and hanging them that's up in my apartment. That's pretty sweet. I think it's really cool. Yeah. Those like weird paper mache, creepy yeah, like yeah. Dracula and stuff uh-huh. like that. Yeah. So that is, I mean, uh, homeboy that made Trick or Treat went on to do Godzilla and shit like that. Oh, you so know, he's and he's gonna... he's always doing the whole uh, the whole fucking tease of Trick or Treat too. And, you know, it was, like, dude, come on, man. You I, fuck. Let's get a fucking sequel going yeah, here. Please. You. You're gonna get you're gonna get a sweet budget, and the horror community would absolutely love a sequel to Trick or Treat. We've been dying for it. I, I've been dying for a sequel since I first saw it like five years ago. So yeah, please do, please, please do that. I have Sam tattooed on my forearm, holding a lollipop. That's how much I fucking love Trick or Treat. Yeah, yeah, I'm a real big fan of that. It's so good. Will, is there anything you watched this week, bud? Um, honestly, no. Unfortunately, I wish I now I wish I would have watched something to talk so I could talk about it before we talk about the movie. But no, I didn't. I didn't really catch anything this week. But you did watch the burning, right? I watched the hell of the burning. Yeah, I'm curious as to what our fans think about this movie. Um, I got a couple of uh, responses. It's like one saying that they was like they they like loved it, and like one somebody else said that was a it was a really good time. So it is a good time, man. It's a fucking great time. The movie's awesome. Yeah. Um. So, let's go into the burning. Okay. Now, first off, let's start that it was, it was, it was filmed in 1980. Yep. Uh, summer of 1980, here in our hometown of Buffalo, New York. Fucking Buffalo. Yeah. Uh, a lot of the scenes 
were shot in North Tonawanda, which is mm-hmm. a suburb of Buffalo here, where there's a river that runs through North Tonawanda. Yeah. And that's where they shot a lot of the canoeing scenes. Okay. I was wondering. Yeah. All right. Um, now, the uh, a lot of the other scenes that are shot in, like, the woods, mm-hmm. uh, a lot of the scenes that are shot at the end of the movie were actually... Uh, filmed in Angola, New York, which is also another suburb of Buffalo, mm-hmm. uh, at one of my favorite places <laughs> on Earth, Mickey Rats. Mickey Rats, man. Mickey Rats. Mickey Rats is a fantastic beach bar, man. It's and I have a great, great time there. Time. Great fucking time there. Yeah. You, nothing like hanging out on the beach with all your friends, seeing girls in the uh, the new the new type of bikini now, which is basically thong. Yeah. Yeah. Much. Good God. I'm I, I'm here for it. I mean, I'm not going to complain about it. I am not going to complain about it at all. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like shit. It's like, at first, like, my wife got all these uh, bikinis. Yeah. She's trying them on. And I'm just like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> what the fuck? What the fuck? Like, yeah. this is your whole ass. <laughs> and then I went to the beach and realized every single girl that's, is that's doing it this year. Yeah. So I'm like, you know what? All right. That's fine. Yeah. Get them. Get, get them cheeks out there, girl. I mean, at this point. All right. So we go to the opening mm-hmm. of the burning. Right. The opening of the burning is supposed to be a prank yes. played on uh, Cropsey, who was a camp. He wasn't a camp counselor. He, he was, was a, he was a camp um, like janitor type guy, like uh, the groundskeeper. Yeah, like ground. Now we all know from movies and TV shows that groundskeepers are disgruntled people yeah. and they're creeps. And like Freddy Krueger was a groundskeeper, right? And 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 the new one that's not. I, I was getting to that. Okay. Yeah, yeah. In the first one, he worked, or in the original, he worked at a factory, right? Yeah, he was just a factory now, guy. They covered it up in those West Craven flicks, but he totally diddled those kids. Yeah. Actually, um, watching the watching the remake, uh, my girl couldn't, like, she couldn't get through it because of that. Because of the whole because of, like, the, the, the kid touching yeah, thing. Yeah. yeah, it makes you not. It was, she, she was, want to be got, a part of She on, got real uncomfortable when she was You don't want to be she on she Team Freddy. out of her room. I walked out of the room because the movie sucked. The movie was terrible, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so I imagine this groundkeeper Cropsey is an absolute creep, kind yeah. of like Freddy Krueger. Right. You know, fucking, what is he doing? He's fucking uh, doing creepy shit, yeah. maybe staring in on these girls. Maybe he has a whole system set up like Porky's, where he yeah. has like a hole, and he's watching them shower and shit yeah. like that. So I mean, he has to for them to get to the point where they're like, let's prank this motherfucker. But prank him so bad to where like, now... The kids, the kids that were involved on this prank, so they're at this camp. Cropsy is asleep in his in his bunk, and all the kids agree to prank him. Now the prank to me, I, it's dude, it's it's twenty twenty. Obviously, pranks now are um, incredible. Yeah, and there's a lot of good pranks. This prank, I think, actually really sucks. Where they just kept a, <laughs> they put a creepy head for the time. I guess it was like oh surprise, motherfucker. But no, it was yeah. So it's just it's just like a skull with the uh, the eyes lit up. Right, it was it was like oh shit, it was like um, it reminded me of it honestly reminded me of fucking Friday Thirteenth, the skull. Uh, I think it was not like entirely, but like the skull of Mrs. Voorhees. Oh, you talking about Pamela Voorhees yeah. in part two? Yeah, it, it is kind of like that, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Um, now where the fuck did these kids get the skull? That's a fucking good question. Now, is it a fake skull that they just went to like the kitchen and just slapped on like a bunch of bullshit? 
like no. deli meat and stuff. Nah, that, that that's gonna look too real to be fake. And it was all so these kids just fucking found a skull in the woods that like a Bigfoot fucking killed somebody and left his skull there. I mean, like in my notes, I said I said that they opened with these douchebags plotting to scare Cropsey. So they, all these kids are clearly fucking pieces of shit. First of all, let's get that out the, there. The right kids, now. Are, okay, we're gonna say the kids are pieces of shit. Yeah. Okay. The the, the, the opening scene, kids are pieces of shit. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah I could well clearly they fucking so that's where Cropsy wakes up and starts freaking out like he's never seen a fucking flaming skull before. I mean, I feel like he hasn't, but like if he's just, <laughs> if he's as creepy as he is, then maybe he has. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. So he does. Uh, by the way, the actor that played Cropsy was so fucking ugly. I was. He looked like a fucking skull. He yes. He looked like a fucking. He skull. looked like. Now, you know what? Towards the end there, Michael Jackson, his nose, he could actually take off because it was a magnet. Oh, fuck. I imagine that's like kind of Cropsey had the same thing going on with this weird pig face. That makes me sad. But I you know, Cropsey is actually a legend around here. Yeah. I was, when, I, when I was like, because I had to obviously look, look through the Wikipedia, I was like, wait, that's, that was actually like a, that's like, a, like, a, like a real thing that happened in my apparently? Yeah, man. Shit. Yeah. So, so Cropsey gets set on fire. Right. He knocks the skull over. He gets set on fire. And. How awesome is this scene? It's really good. This scene is so cool. Dude is engulfed in flames, mm-hmm. runs out of the cabin, and the kids fucking watch it. The actor uh, that's in flames runs and jumps into the lake. He's right? on fire for a long fucking time, dude. Yeah, he is. I mean, they slowed it down a little, mm-hmm. but my God, what an fucking incredible scene. Yeah. that is What a way to start the movie. Fucking starts off hot. It starts off so hot. Now, that's called a cold open, right? Mm-hmm. And then uh, finally, after he jumps into the water, we get the name of the movie. Yep. The Burning. Yes. Which we just saw a guy burning. <laughs> My God, is that fucking incredible. That's really, really good. So the uh, where we go from there, right? We go to the uh, hospital. Next scene, next scene, they're in the hospital. Now, I wonder, do you know what hospital they use for it? Because I, I was trying to find it. I couldn't find it. That I didn't find either. Uh, no, that was very elusive. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. Next scene, they're in the hospital. And then there's this orderly who I swear to God reminds me of fucking Lawrence Fishburne from Elm Street Three. Dude, that's what I was gonna yeah. say. <laughs> yes. And like he's he's talking to the doctor. He's like, he's like, you ain't never seen nothing like this before, man. He's like, come on, man, <laughs> take a look. <laughs> but just love the doctor for though. Okay, so like the doctor is like clearly in his forties. Yeah. And he's just becoming a doctor. Right. <laughs> and the orderly's like, come on, man. You want to be a doctor, don't you? Yeah, just that's, that's kind of like he's so, like he's selling him drugs. Yeah, come on. The doctor is like, well, I, I, I don't know. I, I mean, I, 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 I kind of don't want to be a part of this. And literally, sir. the dude was like, "Come on, man, take a look." He said, "No, no, like no, 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 no. I'm not. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna look. Hey, take a look. No, I ain't gonna do it. Take a look. <sighs> do I have to? Take a look. Well, I guess so. This is when the order really opens it, and he's smiling, and his face just goes, "Ugh." Yeah. Because he re- he's like, oh, yeah, shit, this is a scary-looking motherfucker. Yeah. So that's when uh, the doctor finally peeks in. The doctor walks in there slowly and fucking um, Cropsy fucking grabs the orderly's arm, and the makeup for the for the guy's arm is incredible. Now let's talk about makeup. Oh, my God. Tom Savini is a fucking genius. Dude. Man's game, Tom Savini, was asked to do this before Friday the 13th. Was he? Yes. Sure. Yes, and he actually used uh, a lot of the gags for this movie he used in Friday the 13th. Okay. Um, there are so many similarities between this. Now, yeah. the burning was written first. The burning yes. was actually penned by uh, Harvey Weinstein's brother, mm-hmm. which I think his name was Ben. 
something. Ben Weinstein, yeah. yeah, he penned it, and uh, uh, director Tony Malin was on board of this. Now, let me just before we go further into the movie, I'll give a little bit of a history on this. Mm-hmm. Harvey Weinstein was living in Buffalo, New York. I didn't know that. Now, everybody knows who Harvey Weinstein is at this point because he's in fucking... Him and his weird egg-shaped dick is in jail right now, and he's probably going to get COVID-19 and die soon. Good. And by that, I mean he's probably going to be, quote-unquote, suicided. Yeah. Um, He's going to Epstein himself. Well, just everything going... And this is a whole other side quest that we could talk about (laughs) with Ghislaine Maxwell and everything. Oof. Pedophilia in Hollywood is an issue. Uh, and at this time, it was even... I, I don't know. I don't know if it was a bigger issue uh, because no one had social media or anything like that. And, and it wasn't really like talked about either, as far as I know, anyway. <sighs> no, unfortunately, it wasn't. Yeah. Uh, this movie is actually very problematic. Yeah. Uh, and I know it's becoming... It is a cult classic, and more people are aware of the movie now since it's been put out on shutter and on amazon prime and due to social media sharing the burning and all the similarities between friday the 13th and this movie and the fact that this came out before friday the 13th has that whole allure to it that mm-hmm. oh my god this is the this is what was supposed to be yeah this is the one that should have gotten the sequels it really um now yeah but having said that so Harvey Weinstein was living in Buffalo, New York. Now, he was a rock producer, and he was trying to get out of the music industry to get his break into movies. So when his brother and uh, his brother and somebody else, they penned The Burning, uh, Harvey Weinstein was like, yo, I'm going to produce this movie. We're going to make this happen. Mm-hmm. I am going to get into movies. And now this is Harvey Weinstein's very first movie. That's insane. Yes. Uh, he got Tony Milan... To direct this movie. Tony Milan, New Harvey Weinstein. All these guys fucking stick together. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Um, Harvey Weinstein picked Tony Milan to direct this movie because Tony Milan was working uh, in the music business doing a lot of... Um, he was doing a lot of like concert movies. Mm-hmm. Like he was doing... And then he was also doing documentaries and music in the 1970s. And he's just like, hey... I know you, you know me, I want you to direct this movie. Mm -hmm. Tony took it so seriously that all the actors that were supposed to play as Cropsey couldn't hold the shears right. Like the so so the killer Cropsey, he kills everyone with these uh, these hedge trimmers, shears. Yeah. That shows, hey, I'm really good at trimming hedges. (laughs) Right. But I'm also really good at fucking killing you with these things, too. <laughs> Which also, my God, dude. The kills in this movie are unreal. They, they are unreal. But if I was a killer, the last thing I would pick were fucking shears. Well, no. Yeah. Clearly. What an awkward thing to kill people with. Yeah. It's, it's, there's all, all you could do is stab. You can't even, like, like do the snapping thing. What are you going to do? Cut someone's head off with those? It doesn't I mean, work that way. Well, I mean, we'll get to it. But, like, you can do... You can, you can, you can do some damage. brutal shit. Yeah. Uh, so, Tony Milan, he was just like, you know what? Nobody else is getting this right. I'm going to play Cropsy. So he played oh, Cropsy. No he played Cropsy 90% of the movie. Oh, wow. uh, he isn't the guy at the beginning with the with the fucked up nose. Okay. Um but he is him the rest of the time because nobody else could actually get the shears uh the shears right. Wow. And it's obviously it's another actor playing him when he's in flames and it's uh-huh. another actor that plays him at the end where he gets killed. Yeah. Uh all right, so spoiler alert. So we leave yeah, right. So we leave the hospital and then we uh we introduce yeah, uh, we, we leave the, they're in the hospital 
and then that's that's when the title scene happens, and then that's what I, I wrote because I saw a Weinstein's name. I said, "Oof, Weinstein." <laughs> <laughs> and then um, they go from the from the opening uh, credits um, to back they back in the hospital, and the fucking doctor is wheelchair is wheelchairing him out of the hospital, and he says it's not verbatim, but he says, "I know you still blame those kids who set you on fire and made you a monster, <laughs> but try not to blame those kids who set you on fire." <laughs> <laughs> I said, what? Yeah, right? Yeah, they just let him go. Yeah. But my thing is, is this next scene doesn't match the movie at all. Was the... Uh... At all. He's walking, like, the dirty, filthy streets of New York yeah. City. Yeah, yeah. In, like, the district where it's, like, like XXX, now, where 25 we... cents. Now, where Come was that your... filmed at? Because my, my girl my girl and I watched the first time, like, um... On um, this past Monday, I think it was, and maybe Tuesday, maybe last Tuesday, and she's like, "That, lo- that looks like 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 downtown Angola, or like downtown um, East Aurora." Oh shit! That's what she said. She was, I, I can't confirm or deny it, but like she said, it looked. Like I thought that. that was actually filmed in New York City. Oh really? That scene is okay because they they actually show the strip in New, in uh, New York City that oh. he's that he's walking down. Okay, and that's when he picks up the hooker. Yeah. Now Cropsey is wearing a. A duster and a fedora, right? Yeah. Yeah. Which it, it gave me fucking Elm Street vibes. It did because he's burnt head to toe. Yeah. He's completely which by the way, what fucking doctor is just like, hey man, you're good to go. <laughs> right. Like brother is covered in burns. They didn't do any skin graphing. Like they didn't mm-hmm. put pig skin on him or anything. Or even like attempt to grow his own skin just cells him up like and, like hope for the best yeah like uh, they could have like at least helped him the way they helped uh mason verger in hannibal yeah where like you know they tried growing like mason verger's skin cells back yeah and we're not just like talking not just talking like talking shit this was like five years later after the accident happened so they, he he should have been like taken very well care of yes years. yes yeah Maybe, maybe, no, it's the 80s, all right? Yeah. Like, yeah, like, it's one of those, like, what, he ain't tough enough? What are you, <laughs> what are you, a fucking pussy? Yeah. Like, go ahead, get out of there. That's how, that's how shit used yeah, to be. Yeah, like, yeah. like, which, uh, all right, so that leads to Cropsey's first murder out, or out of the hospital, unless he killed that orderly and doctor. We don't know. I am. Uh, it, it happened off scene. I'm not mm-hmm. exactly sure what happened there. Uh, that's when he kills the prostitute. Yeah, now, she's like the most, she's. Like the most seventies looking prostitute, and she was also very rude. She was, yeah, yeah. Like, be nice, about right? It. Now, if you're now, we shouldn't say prostitute. We have to say sex worker. Okay, that's, yeah. That's so true. she she's that's a true. sex worker, but I mean, it's I think it's the whole like you get what you pay for. Yeah, Cropsy probably didn't have a lot of money on him, and he picked her up, and she was just in a bad mood. I don't think brother had any money on him. What is this going to be like? A fucking like come into my place and then pay me afterwards? Possibly. No, no, she can't be that dumb. Did you see the movie? Oh yeah, that's right. All right. Yeah. All right. Okay. All right. Um, <laughs> and that's where she sees his face, and it's all point of view through. Now I like that it. It's yeah. The, the fucking attitude that the, the switch of it was like immediate. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Now she. She did a great job. She, she, she did. I, I, I looked her up. She's hasn't done anything else. Okay, that was it. But she did a great job at being scared. Yeah. She was fucking terrified. Mm-hmm. Um, now it's all point of view from the killer. Yeah, and I like that they have the edges blurred, mm-hmm. which shows that his eyes are burnt over a mm-hmm. bit. Yeah, so like the, the it's it's not a fisheye lens, but the edges are like kind of blurry. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, that was. And that first kill sets the fucking tone for the movie. And also, that first kill is where the score kind of picks up. Yeah. That is Rick Wakeman who worked on this movie. Rick Wakeman also knew Harvey Weinstein from the music business. Rick Wakeman actually helped David Bowie with Space Odyssey. Oh, no shit. Yeah. All right. You know, grounds control to Major Tom. Yeah. yeah. So he helped David Bowie with this. And yeah. he uh, he also did some other scores, but nothing as, as big as, like, The Burning. Like, he okay. went on to do some other stuff, and I think he stuck to, like, producing in the music industry. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, f- the score in this movie is phenomenal. Yeah, Can man. we talk about that heartbeat? Mm-hmm. So where everything's quiet and everything's the point of view of Cropsy, there's that bump-bump. Yeah. Bump-bump. I like it because it kind of had a little bit of a Jaws feel to it. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, like, that heartbeat would kind of get a little bit louder and louder and louder. Right. Uh, now, they don't really explain why Cropsy's killing everybody. Not really. Other than that he's driven mad by the fact that he was burnt alive by these campers. I mean, I feel like that's, like, enough of a reason for him to be killing people, though. Why would he kill the sex worker? <laughs> My girl and I talked about this. He could have got she his was, crispy critter she was, in, that, in, that, in that fucking sweet wop. He could have. In, like, in that wop. <laughs> fucking wop. <laughs> that wop. Like, that wet ass pussy. <laughs> <laughs> Um, my, my girl was like, maybe it's like, maybe like he didn't, maybe he like the whole time he was in the hospital, he was like thinking about it and thinking about it and thinking about it. But yeah, maybe he thought he actually couldn't do it. So like she was okay. like, his, she's like a test kill to see if he could actually do it or not. Oh, all right. All right. All right. So it was like his, his way of testing it out. Yeah. So then after it's, it's, so this is 1980. Mm-hmm. Sex workers don't matter. Yeah. So she goes missing. No one's going to fucking care. Because that's how it was. Yeah, that's how it was. If yeah. you look back on all the stories of true crime, if yeah. a sex worker is murdered, shit, 30 sex workers go missing, and then cops are just like, They aren't treated as people. You know. It's fucking, ter- it's fucking terrible. It is. It absolutely is. When this is, sex worker is the oldest profession known to, exactly. to, to, to humankind. Right. Yeah. All right. So after this, we get introduced to the camp. Yes. New camp. Bunch of scallywags. Mm-hmm. I cannot get over how many people were in this movie. Neither can I. It, fucking, it fucking blew my mind seeing Jason Alexander with hair. <laughs> just going to get to that. Yeah. Now, it's uh, you got yourself your ragtag group of, uh, let's see, there's Todd. Todd is the guy that's kind of in charge. He's right? like the camp counselor. Yeah, yeah, he's the camp counselor. Handsome guy. He's in charge. And then Remind it's, me of Christopher uh, Reeve. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it kind of reminds me of Christopher Reeves. And then you have Michelle. Mm-hmm. Michelle, who's the female counterpart. They're uh, a little bit older than everyone else, and they're like the head counselors. Yep. I'm really confused as to the rest of the cast. I'm yeah. really confused as to if these teens were like junior counselors or if, or if they, they were, were like there willingly att- att- just camping. Camp, yeah. Because you had these this this group of teens, but then you had a bunch of fucking kids. Right. A lot of fucking fucking kids. kids. Yeah. Yeah, So I'm kind of thinking that they were like junior counselors that were under Todd and Michelle. Okay. I think. I don't exactly know because it's at that part they kind of they kind of keep out. Just like bypass. And this is where it's it's the so we introduce everyone to to camp with that baseball scene. Yeah. Which is so weird. Which, like, the scene overall, or just, like, the scene? The scene, in gen- just this, the fact that they're, like, all playing baseball, mm-hmm. and, like, the girls are in their fucking bikinis and shit, and there's that one, yeah. the one scene where it's Jason Alexander's character, who is, uh, he's, he's Dave, uh-huh. uh, then there's Alfred, who is this little weird 
weenie kid. Oh, that fucking guy. And then there was another guy, Eddie, and they're just standing there staring at this girl's ass. Yeah. Yeah. And that's where, like... And then fucking, like, Jason Alexander, like, you said it was named Dave? Dave. Dave. He, Dave, dare, Dave he dares him. Yeah. But real quick, that, of course we know Jason Alexander is... is George Costanza. George Costanza. Yeah. And he's nothing like George Costanza. Nothing at in all. This. Nothing at all. No. Yeah, it fucking blew my mind. Now... I remember hearing about the burning back when it was the last season of Seinfeld, and they they covered all the all the characters, the main characters from Seinfeld individually in our specials on Entertainment Weekly. Mm-hmm. And Jason Alexander talked about the burning, really, and he said about how much fun he had on there, and how much fun that like him and all the extras had. Nice. That's coming from a guy. Yeah. If you ask any girl that fucking worked on this movie, oh well, yeah, they had a terrible time. Yeah, they had an absolute awful time. There was a there's a story where one of the uh, the stagehands, uh, she's working on the film, and it's a hotel room in Angola. Harvey Weinstein gets her to come back to like the room. Yeah, right. And he did the whole like answer the door in a towel. Oh boy, dropped a towel. Oh, God. demanded a hand job. Oh. Demanded a massage. Oh, no. She said no. And because she said no, he made her life a fucking living hell. Oh, God. Yeah, and she actually quit. That was the only film that she worked on. Jesus. Uh, a lot of the actresses got harassed, too, by Harvey Weinstein. Individually, of course, this all, shit, all this shit came out back in 2017. Mm-hmm. Um, but Jason Alexander, on the other hand, he had great, <laughs> a great experience on this film because yeah. he wasn't almost raped by Harvey Weinstein. Uh, that we know of. <laughs> <laughs> Good guy, that head of hair. Yo, it was fucking. It, a, it was weird. What a handsome guy, right? Yeah, what the fuck? I the nineties were not good to him. Not at all. No, not and Seinfeld at all. was like what, like, like seven years later. Not even. No, not uh, Seinfeld started what eighty eight, eighty nine. Yeah, 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 yeah. So maybe so, eight years later, but still. So during that time, he was probably not the best diet. Stressed the fuck out. Stressed please. out. Yeah. yeah, inherited some of those. Weird New York City mm-hmm. genes that he fucking had. Which, why the fuck mm-hmm. does every single guy in this movie talk like fucking John Travolta? Fucking the one guy reminds me of fucking Joe Pesci from any movie Joe Pesci's been in. Which one? Fucking um, Glazer. Glazer. Yeah. Okay. So we have these group of guys, right? Uh. One of them is Glazer. He's not a part of this group. Now, Alfred, who is Brian Backer. Now, Brian Backer was in so many 80s movies where he played just a weenie. Oh, really? Yeah. Like, he's in Fast Times at Ridgemont High. He's in The Money Pit. He's in Police Academy 4. Oh, wow. Uh, Now... Alfred is this weird, quiet little weenie kid with Ugh. like a like a fro, and he's like the like he's uh, he that weird Al fucking Jerry Curl. Oh, I need my inhaler. Uh. <laughs> so, so there's that scene where he's staring at one of the lead actresses, mm-hmm. uh, taking a shower. Yeah, which to speed up a little bit they make alfred the main guy in this movie which alfred, is alfred should have been killed right he should away. have fucking died now her her uh her boyfriend is glazer who's kind of a mu- the muscle-bound hunk of the movie whatever yeah if you want to call him that he wasn't muscly a, at all he's an ugly person too. they keep putting him over like he's like this super muscle hunk when no. like he's not no dude um, he's, he's like he's like he's like he's like 50s in shape 
like in shape like like people were in the fifties and yeah man and he's greasy and shit and like he's supposed to be the bad guy because he grabs Alfred jacks him up and is just like yo I heard what you did to my girl you ain't gonna be creeping on her no more I'm gonna bust your fucking face oh that's accurate as fuck yeah but then like Todd the lead counselor is like Glazer yeah you leave him alone god damn it (laughs) I got a real soft spot for this pervert yeah yeah that's the fucking the fucking kid's a pervert too. He's such a pervert. He should have got his ass kicked. Yep. And he should have got kicked out of camp. And he should have died. And he should have fucking died in this movie. Yeah. So that's where now everybody is putting this movie over huge as such a good slasher. And it is. Yes. The kills are fantastic. Yes, but I are. also think it's incredibly problematic. Mm-hmm. Every guy in this every guy in this fucking movie other than Todd the head counselor and Dave who's Jason Alexander is pretty much a fucking rapist yeah 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 everybody is super rapey in this movie where we go back to the opening scene with the baseball the baseball scene mm-hmm. where uh Jason Alexander's character dares Eddie to go fucking talk to that girl and he, he does walks, and he grabs her he, he grabs, grabs her, her grabs her ass and goes hey yeah. you and me we're gonna meet later on in the rec room eh uh huh and she's like, mm, I guess, okay. <laughs> like, wait, what, 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 what? What the fuck? Yeah. Yeah, so which it kind of tells you that this is the early 80s. Yeah. We could watch this movie and just look at each other and go, boy, times have changed. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Good God. So fucking problematic. So problematic. Yeah. Uh, all right. So we have... Uh, so after that baseball scene, there's some other scenes that kind of set the characters up, uh, giving you a little more uh, insight on, on who they are and stuff. Uh, uh, we have Michelle, who's basically the strong woman of the movie. Uh, Todd, who's kind of taking charge. And then you, and then you have the, uh, the other ones and stuff like that. And the uh-huh. whole story is, is that these group of teens, they're going to separate from the rest of the camp to go down. The, that, that part, part of the plot is kind of kind of wonky what the fuck is going on here so there's only a group of them going on a canoe expedition right Mm -hmm. yeah uh which is a it it is a fun scene and uh, jason alexander when he was on that entertainment weekly yeah he puts the scene over where they're all in the canoes splashing each other that yeah the where the banjos are playing Uh he said that that whole scene was so much fun to film they did it a whole afternoon it was warm Mm -hmm. they were actually all getting along and like splashing each other and stuff and the scene where the one canoe actually sunk yeah that obviously wasn't part of it. They were just <laughs> right. they were just going to town so hard that the one canoe actually sunk, and yeah. you, know, you yell cut and stuff. And he didn't think that was going to be in the end of the movie because yeah. if you you could see him clear as day, like 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 he breaks character. Like oh, where shit. as soon yeah. as it goes under, he like drops the oar, throws his hand up, and he's like ah, fucking great, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but they kept it in. Yeah, I like it because it's like it's like the calm before the the eventual, the eventual storm of the fucking of Cropsey. Cropsey is stalking this whole point yeah now Gropsy, I, lo- I, I love the suspense of the of, of, of the slap there's too. so many times where it's it's there's that one character woodstock that goes back to the cabin mm-hmm. and Cropsy's watching him and uh nothing happens and there's, then like his fucking like the woodstock's facial like like they, they he did a fucking great job with his facials in that movie because he was like staring off like like he's fucking terrified and oh then, yeah and then like it, it, it goes and it goes he's still staring still staring and, then, and it's fucking todd i don't know where yeah he's like todd you scared the shit out of me man there's a lot of false falsies in yeah. this. A lot of jump scares. Which I enjoyed. My God. They don't make them like they used to. No. 
you had a really hot opener mm-hmm. in here, right? And you had plenty of time to build. Yes. The kills really don't start until the last 25 minutes. Until at least halfway through. Yeah. At least halfway through. Uh, yeah. Well, more than halfway. Yeah, like more than an, half, a fucking uh, hour goes by. Well, you had the, 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 the sex the, worker yeah. who gets uh, who gets the... Stabbed with scissors. Yep. Uh, so we, uh, we fast forward a bit. It's the... The first night of the weird canoeing, we don't really know what's going on thing, but it's mm-hmm. this part of camp that's doing their own thing. Yeah. Um, so it's night. Eddie and uh, Eddie and the one girl uh, whose name eludes me. I don't know if uh, you remember. Karen. Thank you. Yeah. Very good. Uh, which, look that actress up. Karen. Uh, she had a very hard time being nude on film. I can tell. That wasn't acting. No, so uh, the yeah, girl, I, it was that, that was that was her like her like 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 after the after the after the her and Eddie scene and when they when they were in the, when they went in the water and shit and he was being a piece of shit to her because Eddie's a piece of shit. Um, so th- there's a whole Eddie is just like, hey, come here, come here, and yeah. she keeps saying no, 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 and finally he did, did the whole like, hey, how about this? We go swimming, eh? Yeah, I ain't gonna do nothing to you. Yeah. Of course, they get in the water. He's fucking trying to finger blaster and yep. shit. Um, and she screams, "Yeah, do you promise?" Yep. And then he does the whole like, "Fine, get out of here, you fucking slut!" Yeah. Like, which like is one that? Of those, yeah. It's it, it, I, I want to punch every guy in the face that's like that. Mm-hmm. I seriously hate that shit. Like, a, a girl doesn't want to hook up with you. Leave him alone. Don't fucking call her a slut. Right. Don't fucking whatever. Oh, you came out here with me. What did you expect? That yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah. Like, dude, go fuck, shit. go fuck yourself. Um, so when she gets she out, gets, of, yeah. when she gets out of the water, all of her clothes are gone. Mm-hmm. And that's because Cropsy took them and spread them throughout the woods. But, yeah. but she's walking through these woods naked and in tears. She is in tears. I thought that was just good acting. It turned out she did not want to be nude on set. Mm-hmm. She thought she could. She did the whole like, "Can I cover everything up?" And they were doing the whole like, "No, you're going to be walking with your tits out." Wow. Yeah, and they treated her like shit. Wow. Uh, now the girl at the beginning, who is Glazer's girl, yeah, she had no problem being nude. Okay. She was. Uh, I think she was the one that was. She wasn't Miss America, but she was one of those. She was in a lot of beauty pageants, yeah. and she had no issues being nude on set. All right, Sally is her name. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. So Sally had no problem being nude. So that's, uh, so Karen is the first one to get it from Cropsy. Yes, that's where which, she's. Which I was like, fuck! I was, I was kind of hoping fucking he popped out of water and got Eddie's bitch ass. I was hoping for that too. Yeah. Uh, which leads to the next scene of morning. Yep. Right. So Karen gets killed. Mm-hmm. Uh, pretty brutal. Yeah. All shears. That's yeah. all he uses are just the like, the shears. Slash your throat, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes, he does. Very good throat slice. Yes, very good. Excellent. Uh, the spray is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I feel guilty because I thoroughly enjoyed watching the blood go down her chest <laughs> because I am ah, fuck. I'm weird. Yeah, I got and you. I like shit like that. Like Jessica Biel covered in blood in the Texas Chainsaw Massacre remake. I think is one of the hottest things ever. Okay, uh, Linnea Quigley wielding a chainsaw in the Hollywood Chainsaw Hookers movie. One of the hottest things ever. All right. um, like I just, I think that's so hot. I'm not saying like I'm a vampire type guy and I want yeah. my women covered in blood. Right. But if you if you were to come into the bedroom doused in fake blood, I'd be like, whoa, 
come here, girl, because <laughs> I know for a fact that that fake blood is made out of one of the ingredients is KY jelly, and we're going to have ourselves <laughs> a real good time. And if your mom is listening, I'm so sorry. Oh, boy. Uh, I know. I'm so sorry she had to hear this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So we have the morning, right? Right. We got we got Eddie Eddie waking up to uh, Todd and waking, Todd, Todd and Michelle, Michelle right? Waking him up, asking him asking him where the fuck what, what you do to, what, what the fuck he did to Karen. And he gets up and he does. The, I don't fucking know, eh? Yeah. He's in the water. She wanted to have a little bit of this. She didn't want a little bit of this. She took off. Hey, go fuck yourselves, hey! <laughs> yeah. And he grabbed his dick and started shaking it. Yeah. It's something like Andrew Dice Clay that never happened. No, but it's I seriously back on it again. Why do they all talk this way? I don't know. What are they going for? No what part of the world is this where everyone sounds like they're in Greece? It was yeah. I was, it's, it's like like the two guys, Glazer and Eddie, where they were like like hardcore Italian. But then fucking Jason Alexander talked that way too. The only guy that didn't talk like the rest of them was the the lead counselor Todd. Yeah. Which uh, real quick on Todd, that's Brian Matthews. Okay. That's his only real major part in a movie. Really? Yes. Huh. He is a uh, a failed Broadway actor. Oh. Uh, he was in a lot of Broadway plays that just straight up flopped, and very unfortunate because. He had that very stereotypical, I'm in charge here, I'm the straight-laced guy, mm-hmm. 1980s, and I feel like he could have gone on and been cast in other movies. Yeah, um, I'm really surprised he didn't do anything else after this. Uh, same thing with the girls, man. I'm I'm really surprised that the girls didn't didn't go on to become like scream queens, like the, the actress that played Sally. I thought she was very good. Yeah. Um, all right, so uh, back to the film. We have... Uh, so, Eddie. Yeah. So uh, yeah, they 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 talk to Eddie, and Eddie is like, "Look, I may have done something. I may have, I may have, I may have pushed things a little too far. All right. But then, oh, and then she was like, and he was like, um, sorry. It's just, a, you can just say what you want on here. Can I have kind of one of the berry beers? Yeah. Thank you. All right. Uh, the one thing that we do on uh, on the show is drink. Yes. And uh, so if you ever hear a part where it goes silent, it's me asking for a. Anyways, yeah. go ahead, Will. So Eddie's like, yeah, I may, have, I may have taken things too far and she may have freaked out and then she left. But I thought she, he's like, I thought she just came back to the camp. I don't know what happened. So I, just, I went, I went and fell asleep. Yeah, because he's a dick. Yeah. Fucking leave that poor helpless girl out in the woods so, like that. So then all of a sudden, like two of the other uh, kids were counseled. I don't know what they are. But they're like, hey, the, all the canoes are gone. So then yeah. Todd and Michelle assumes that like Karen fucking took like let go of all the canoes and took one canoe back to back to the back to the main camp. Because Karen uh Karen actually told Michelle, the lead uh counselor, that she was scared of Eddie. Right. So they gave her approval that if things get a little too heavy that you could go back to yes. camp. Which and back on this again. If Eddie was the problem, Eddie should have not he shouldn't have never went. He should have never went. They yeah. should have had him either stay back mm-hmm. or kick him out of camp. Right. And that's the whole thing. This this weird, problematic rape camp. Yeah. Jesus Christ, dude. It's a weird 80s fucking guys thing. It's When you look back I mean, on... It's, it's, a, it's a guys thing overall, unfortunately, but like in the 80s, it was a lot more prevalent. If you look back on all these movies that came out in the 80s, like Meatballs, mm-hmm. Revenge of the Nerds... Jesus Revenge Christ. Revenge of the Nerds is a terrible there's movie. There's rape in Revenge of yeah. the Nerds, and the, re- and the fucking punchline was... Eh, 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 yeah, eh. yeah, dude. Like all these movies are so fucked, so fucked um, up. Which, I, physical media is important mm-hmm. because I have a feeling that this movie won't be streamed much longer, yeah. especially when it becomes common knowledge with everything that happened on set. Right. 
But then again, you never know. Um, all right, so let's get back to that. Uh, okay. The the counselors they decide to build their own raft. Yes. To go back to the main campsite mm-hmm. uh, to get help, right, for everyone else. Yeah. So they they build like that whole like makeshift raft, which. Where the fuck did they get they, all these fucking all this wood? Where this did fucking... they get like really nice Home Depot two by fours right. from? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so they fit instead of just like fitting like two people on this raft, they fit what was it six? Uh, five. It was five. five. There were five of them. Yes. One of them was Eddie, and one of them one was, was Woodstock, who was one of the other main characters. And then um, they had a bunch of no names, yeah, which were just like the red shirts. Yes. I. Uh, now, what I like about this scene, and this is my favorite scene in the movie, mine too. What I like about it. Is that it happens in broad daylight mm-hmm. where everybody is on this makeshift raft and they're paddling and they see a canoe and they realize it's one of theirs. Yeah. So they're like, let's go to it. This sure. scene takes fucking forever. It does. Too, by and, the way. And, and you know what? I, I wrote down it took it took it was it took a long time. The suspense of it, the, 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 the suspense of it was built out very fucking well because I thought the whole time I thought they were going to find Karen's body in a canoe. Oh, yeah. OK. You know what? Honestly, I was expecting the same. Yeah. I thought they were going to find a body. Right. Um, and then I thought they were going to go to shore and get taken out individually. Yeah. And the shots go the shots go from my like canoe and then back to them fucking back to the raft, them paddling towards the raft, then canoe in the raft, then canoe in the raft. Shot takes, very well. Yeah. Yeah. The, the one thing I am going to absolutely put over about this movie, it is shot. It's shot so well. So well. Yeah. The scenes where they run through the woods. Mm-hmm. This just everything, how it's shot and how it's cut. This is the editing in this movie is incredible, especially for the time and the budget. Mm -hmm. Um, So back to this. Finally, after what feels like an eternity, they are super close to the canoe and fucking Cropsy pops out. Cropsy pops out, but it's just a silhouette of him. And he raises the shears above his head, who is director Tony Milan. Yeah. Uh, And. Takes out everybody in like twenty seconds. It is the best scene in the entire fucking movie. So quick. Yeah. He slashes. He slashes. Stabs. Brother, brother in the chest the one time. Quick. And then the green girl. She gets fucking stabbed up with the fucking shears. And the uh, one that gets hit across the face is my favorite. Yeah. Woodstock gets fucking fingers like sheared off. Oh, Woodstock tries doing the defensive thing, yeah. right? Tries pushing Cropsy away. Cropsy's like, fuck you. Snip, 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 motherfucker. Yeah, yeah. all of his fingers just came flying <laughs> off. What a cool scene. Yeah, and then what a cool scene. Eddie got stabbed in the fucking, in the fucking straight in the throat. Good. Yeah, he deserved it. Good, fuck that guy. Yeah. Uh, and, then, and then, like you said, the fucking girl who was wearing her orange shirt got fucking slashed right in the forehead. Deep, deep, deep in the forehead. You know that was like temple? Yeah. That fucking yeah, killed uh-huh. her. That was enough to kill her. It was, that was It was great. brutal. Now, Tom Savini, from what I uh, what I read, Tom Savini was very hands on during this movie. Yeah, I would hope so. And like right there the whole time, mm-hmm. and he took care of everybody on set. Now, real quick, there's one thing that you're going to know about the damn that scary crew. Yeah, Tom Savini is a god to us. Absolutely. Uh, we look at, uh, there is this like Mount Rushmore of horror or like the four horsemen of horror, um, or even just like the Jedis of horror. Uh-huh. Tom Savini is up there. Yeah. 100%. Tom Savini is absolutely up there on a fucking pedestal. Yeah. He does fucking amazing, amazing, amazing work. Now I know a lot of people that have met Tom Savini in person at conventions and stuff like that have had bad experiences with him. Well, oh, guess really? what? Fuck you. <laughs> You're... 
you're paying you're, you're paying the the guy to take a picture with him and get an eight by ten. The guy is not in his he's not in his town. Uh, he's he's away from his school. He's doing it for the fans. Now the reason why I, that I feel like Tom Savini gets heat is because you go up to Tom Savini and you ask him the stupidest fucking questions. Yeah, and it's just. You hound the guy, mm-hmm. and you hover over him, and you don't buy anything. Tom Savini will be short with you. Yeah. He will. And imagine, like, years and years and years of that shit, too. Years of this shit. Savini's in his 70s. Fuck. He's been around forever. Um, so when you're at a convention, and you're there to meet these people, you go there. You introduce yourself. You pay for what you want to pay for, your picture, your 8 by 10 Quick few words. You're paying to meet him. You're paying for a picture. You're paying for an autograph. Right. Do not fucking hound the guy. Yeah. Leave him alone. Right. Go on. Go on. Do something else. Go buy some fucking t-shirts. Go see, go see some money. Go else. to a, go to another fucking table. Right. There's, there's go to a Walking Dead panel. Yeah. Like <laughs> <laughs> now, I witnessed Tom Savini at a convention in Pittsburgh purchase a giant The Rock action figure. No shit. I mean, like three foot. Wow. Like a big fucking The Rock action. He bought this action figure and he walked away with it and he walked up to my wife's table who was selling her artwork. Mm-hmm. He complimented her artwork, hit on her for a good five minutes right. and then walked away. And that is the coolest fucking thing ever. That's how you do it though. That's how you fucking do My wife just sat there, accepted his compliments, smiled, blushed a lot. Yeah. And Tom Savini was on his way. There you go. Like that's that's what you do, man. Right, man. Yeah. You don't fucking be in don't be a fucking weirdo to these people. Don't be a fucking nerd. Yeah. You know, be cool. Um all right, so that's the best fucking part of the movie. Absolutely. Absolutely. So then uh after that, what do we have from there? Um they cut to fucking oblivious ass Todd and Michelle tick- uh, tickling each other in the forest and shit. Oh jeez. They have Christ. no idea what's going on. No fucking clue. Um but before the uh, before do they the, uh, fucking hook up at all on? Uh, she makes a comment that they, while, while they're walking in the forest. She makes like like a like a comment. He's like, hey, he's like, he's like, hey, let's head back to the fucking camp. She's like, I have a better idea, and they just cut. That's what it was. Okay, yeah. so but they don't show the sightseeing. No, they don't show anything with those. Two. So it's just like, hey, they totally fucked in the woods. You assume that they do, yeah, dude. I tell you what, man, having sex in the woods is great. Is it? Oh, my God, it's so much fun. I haven't had the experience. Oh, God, is it great. Now, I know last week I talked about, like, uh, tent sex. Mm-hmm. Tent sex is great, is great, but you got to be stuck to, like, one position. Right. Yeah, right? When you're having wood sex, you can do whatever you want. Okay. Yeah. And, uh, my God, is it fun. All right. Duly yeah. noted. Dude, it's something about, like, the fresh air. <laughs> the You hear some fucking, like, little, like, uh like fucking birds in the background, fucking right. frogs and shit. Right. It's just it's it's frogs. it's 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 primal. All right. You kind of get like that like like beat <laughs> on your chest thing. Like you feel like a fucking caveman. It's it's cool. It's I'm really not, cool. I believe you. I don't... It's a good time. All right. It's a real good time. Okay. I'm talking way too much about this. I'm sorry. It's fine. All right. Try uh, it out. Try it out. I mean, we'll see what happens. Anyway, there's woods by us. <laughs> by the way, Will and I are neighbors. Yeah. <laughs> there's wood by us. Go take a girl to the woods there. All right. Behind the ice cream shop. All right. I'm keep moving. I'm keep going. <laughs> um, so b- before the rap scene, there's a scene of Glazer talking up his fucking sex game. So he's going to beat the pussy up. He pussy puts up. himself over yeah, huge. He does. He's like, listen, baby, it's going to be the best you ever had. Yeah. All right. Hey. And, then, and, then, and, then, and then cut to like Glazer and fucking Sally. 
Glazer, two-pump chump, Glazer. They, dude, and first off, like, it, the, the scene is that the clothes, so uh, the camera pans at clothes, yeah. right? And it keeps going. Now, these fuckers threw their clothes all over the woods, which right. you don't do that in the woods. No. You don't get completely naked. You fucking pull your gimmick out through the hole in your fucking underwear, and that's it. And the women, you fucking put your shit to the side, and that's it. Yeah. Like, shirt stays on and everything like that. That's the one thing about wood sex that kind of sucks. They went full on. Like, they yeah. left They left a trail. A tra- they left, like, a trail of clothing. Yeah. And also, if you are going to take your clothes off in the woods, keep that shit fucking close. You're right. Yeah. Don't like, just leave it everywhere. Like, that was stupid. And that's the whole, like, uh, like, like she's going, like, no, no. He's like, no, come on, baby. It's going to be good. Yeah, no, yeah, I, yeah. Oh, you're hurting me. Oh, yeah. that's it. <laughs> <laughs> and the fucking, the fucking, her, the line that popped me the most in this movie, this movie, woof. Um, he was like, he said to her, he said, Sally, you're cold, huh? <laughs> <laughs> and she says, Ver- verbatim she says yeah you didn't do much to warm me up yeah i said yes fucking sally dude that's like my fucking guy dude i have a new tattoo on my leg <laughs> this tattoo is glenn danzing the lead singer of the misfits uh-huh. who went on to do a solo career it's him fat <laughs> holding a corn dog now I'm, I'm not kidding this is on my leg he's dead serious all right i just got this done Glenn Danzing is on my leg. He's fat. He's holding up the horns. There's a microphone around his neck. He has his giant belt buckle with his fat stomach hanging over top of the belt buckle. He's eating a fucking corn dog with ketchup and mustard. And there's ketchup and mustard <laughs> stains on his shirt. This is on my leg. Uh, my wife didn't see it until the next day when we were getting <laughs> we were getting frisky. She's at the edge of the bed and she takes my pants off and I'm about to get a blowjob. And this bitch started fucking laughing. <laughs> and it was at the tattoo. But goddamn, there is something about a woman's laughter that could kill a boner. It fucks everything up. It fucks everything up. I knew she was laughing at the tattoo. Yeah. But this bitch grilled Glazer. <laughs> grilled him. Oh, I would have. I would have fucking drowned her. <laughs> like, just shut up, 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 shut up. <laughs> Motherfucker, I know. Shut your ass up. That's shit. <laughs> the whole, like, like. I don't know what happened, Sally. <laughs> Jesus, God. You I, knew exactly what the fuck Yeah, happened, dude, like, bastard. come on, man. Just fucking, not just that. Just fucking be like. Man up. Man up and just be like, yo, that, that fucking WAP was so yeah, good. That which, fucking which, WAP. Which, right before we started recording, we found out that WAP stands for wet-ass pussy. I had no idea. Fucking. Apparently, Cardi B is putting WAP out everywhere, and Italians are pissed. Because, <laughs> because the Italians think that she's being racist, when really she ain't talking about the fact that they're without papers which WAP stands for without papers oh does it that's an Italian thing oh shit yeah cause these Italians came over without papers so they were oh, fucking WAPs oh no way right. yeah so what happens when an Italian's <laughs> tire goes flat it goes WAP 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 <laughs> <laughs> no no they go they go WAP 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 fuck so- <laughs> So he got in that WAP, yeah. and it was so fucking WAPy that he just couldn't fucking handle it. And uh, by the way, those few pumps he gave her, mm-hmm. he fucking nutted inside of her, yeah. and she wasn't even mad about it. Nah. Oh, my God. I'm fucking married. I've been married for six years. If I fucking nut inside my wife, oh, man, <laughs> she is pissed. Hey. She is fucking pissed, man. <laughs> yeah, like you gotta fucking, I gotta keep that fucking pullout game. Glazer yeah. clearly didn't give a fuck. Nah, no, 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 no. But we all know that even if she had a maybe baby, it didn't last very long. That's true. 
So he does the whole like, what does he say? Like, hey, what's her name again? Sally. Sally. Hey, Sally. How about this, eh? <laughs> hey, I'm gonna go back to the main campsite, eh? I'm gonna get some wood and get get some start a fire. I'm gonna start a fire for us. Yeah, get some, like that. Get some fucking matches. How that sound? Now. God damn it, this chick is hot. She is. She's so hot. She's really hot. She's not as I think the hottest girl in here is actually uh Leia Ares, who plays Michelle. She's in that one piece bathing suit. Mine. I don't know. I, th- I think Sally got I think I think Sally got You think her. Sally could get it more? Yeah. Dude, I don't know. I think uh fucking uh, I, I I liked uh, Michelle more because she okay. was she, I like I like older chicks. Okay. And she was clearly a little bit older than Sally. Alright, well. No no no, that's not saying like like what I I that's just what I like. I gotcha. I'm in the cougar porn. So, you know, that's true. yeah, uh, this, I, this is true. And I like that. You know that. Yeah. Um, all right. So he goes off yep. to uh, the uh, to the campsite. He goes, he, he fucking gets dressed and leaves her fucking in a sleeping bag. butt ass nigga. <sighs> he thinks he's being a nice guy. He thinks he's being a fucking gentleman. Yeah, I'm going I'm to I'm come back. Give, give her round two. Because we all know. Yeah. That after that first one, that he's second one, go. you're good. That's, that second one. Yep. You can fucking go forever. Yes, you can. Yeah, you got to get out that easy one. Right. That's why I'm a firm believer in cranking it out get real one quick. Out, yeah. Get one out real quick. Yeah. Yeah. You go on a you go on a date. You're on your Tinder date. You fucking rub one out real quick. Got to get it out. Got to get it out of you. Yep. No, no, no. Because things happen. Mm. Things happen. You want to embarrass yourself like Glazer, Glazer, Blazer. You really don't. Glazer. Mm-hmm. So he gets back, but who's fucking who's fucking there by the fire so, staring right. at him? So oh fucking creepy ass fucking Alfred. Creepazoid Alfred. This Ugh. fucking weenie fucking piece of shit that I want to stuff in a locker. Literally, he literally. And there's a scene. There's a scene before, like, like I think it's before when like Glazer and Sally are together. When they they are together, but like there's a scene of like. The, if you like Glazer and Sally, getting caught in the rain. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> um, there's a scene the camera the, the, the camera's focused on Glazer and Sally and the, the, camera, the camera slowly fucking like uh, focuses like moves and focuses oh, you see Alfred standing behind the tree staring why at is he staring at them I don't know they never explain that they Like don't. at the beginning of the movie when Alfred is staring at Sally while she's taking a shower right it was I just wanted to scare her which he had that accent too I just wanted to scare her he's such a bitch such a fucking bitch bitch so pissed he survived this so mad he survived so fucking mad i don't think glazer is the bad guy here like he's a piece of shit to sally i think he's a fucking idiot he's a piece of shit he was very very forceful with sally and everything but like i guess technically that was his girl and he should have beat the shit out of alfred he should have beat the fuck yeah and todd should have let it happen he should have let it happen so during this time that glazer is out getting these matches and stuff what do you think happens to sally yeah, so um, Glazer comes back, and Sally is like, her head is now covered in a sleeping bag. Mm-hmm. And he says, Sally, hey, girl, you sleeping? So he pulls, he, he pulls the sleeping bag off of her face, but just enough to like, not completely come off of her, like, her body. And then, like, it's like suspense, suspense. I fucking love the suspense in this fucking movie. It's so great. It's so good. I wasn't expecting this. Um, and then fucking he pulls it a little more, and then you see the tip of the shears, and then the fucking you see Cropsy. Garden shears straight to the fucking throat. All Dude, the way through. What a great gag. Yeah. Because when you're looking at that, you don't expect Crosby, no. Crosby is in that sleeping bag. I literally, I, I literally thought he was going to fucking keep pulling it and keep pulling it and see her. See, I thought he was going to see her dead yeah. turn and Crosby, Crosby, fuck. <laughs> Cropsy was going to be there. Yeah. Instead, he was He's underneath the, the sleeping bag. He was bag. in the sleeping bag yeah. waiting. Yeah. And my God, that is, uh, other than, of course, my, my favorite scene is, is the, the raft. raft. Yeah. 
this is the best single kill. Yeah. Uh, and it shows that Cropsy is like super strong. Oh yeah, he gotta be fucking. He fucking he stabbed the shears, jammed the sneers, lifting him up with the shears still with the shears still in fucking side of him. Yeah, and, like put him against a tree with the shears like the shears going through the tree too. Now, dude, like Alfred is watching this whole thing. Sees the whole thing. Sees the whole fucking thing. And instead of like, like. Come like being like a man and grabbing like you're in the woods. There's rocks. There's fucking shit. There's Alfred, branches, Alfred could have grabbed something, came up behind Cropsy, pa, knock him out. Instead, he runs like a fucking bitch back to camp to yeah. wake up Todd. Now Todd has already had it with Alfred shit. Yeah, and and but by the way, Todd has been defending Alfred this whole time. The whole time. So when Todd is woken up to Alfred screaming about like I followed them, I was I, I didn't mean to, but I was following them, and then and then oi, and then one thing and then led to another, Glaze and then is dead. oh. Glaze is dead. Oh, terrible. You can literally see Todd's face. Like, like he didn't say it, but he's like, I'm so sick of this motherfucking man. I am so fucking sick of this shit. I've been protecting your creepy ass this whole time. Hold on, now you wake me up. This is bullshit. I got my dick wet. Now you wake me up. This is bullshit. <laughs> Seriously. Uh, so this goes to uh, Todd and Alfred going back, and they see... They see Glazer. They, they see, see Glazer, Glazer dead. dead. Yeah. 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 So, of course, right now, Todd believes it. Yeah. So, then, so that's where... Uh, fucking Alfred, like, screams, there he is. He, says, he screams some shit, like, and alerted fucking Todd. Something like that. Yeah. And fucking Todd fucking turns around, and you see fucking Crapsy with his shears in his hand, and he slashes down. One fluid motion just slashes down, hit him, hit Todd right in the fucking forehead. Which doesn't kill Todd, but it no. takes him out. Yes. Uh, so now... The next is we have uh, the group that have no idea this shit's going on with mm-hmm. uh, Dave, who's Jason Alexander. Also, real quick, like, like, like fucking Alfred is starts to run on Cropsy. He's chasing Alfred this entire time. Oh, yes. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. So for some fucking reason, Cropsy is so hell-bent on going after Alfred. Yeah. That the rest of the... Which these scenes are incredible. Mm-hmm. Uh, how they're shot. It's just Alfred running through the woods camera following uh cameras up high cameras down low cameras the point of view of the killer camera is uh third person it keeps mixing back and forth and i just love how that is edited yeah i think that is very well done very fucking good job very well done yes um so we go back to the rest of the group that don't really know what the fuck is going on and they see the raft the raft that's floating back from earlier yep and that's where they're like hey let's go out whatever michelle who is just like who's the leader and we got to see her in that fucking wonderful one piece i mean she does look fucking great now she's so good so fucking good yeah um which um another thing too about me um i think the hottest girls ever in the history of forever were in the 1980s i think i think uh if I could just go back to like one time to like just like like right now being 36 surrounded by women, mm-hmm. it would be that era of the 80s. I think everything was great to the makeup, the clothing. There, I feel body type has changed. Yeah, it has. Yeah, it has. I just love the 80s so much. I love everything. About it, it. it was weird. It went from like being like body positive women from like the 60s and 70s and 80s and then 90s hit and everybody 90s hit and everyone was real thin everybody wanted to be skinny everybody wanted to be super skinny and it wasn't good to have a big ass yeah yeah um 
and like, it, yeah, it was weird. It really the weird. 80s were a weird time. Yeah. And not just that, like, the girls that did have fucking banging bodies in the 80s, they wore high-rise mom jeans. Right. Which was fucking weird, man. <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah. In the 80s, they didn't wear that shit. No. No, dude. They were fucking smoke shows. And I love the hair. The, the Farrah Fawcett. I you love are, that. You are, a big, I, you are a fan of big hair. I'm a very big fan of big hair. Yeah. yeah, yeah. My wife, when she does her hair big like that, I absolutely fucking love it. Yeah. Um, so Michelle swims out to the the, the raft. raft. There's, another, there's, another, there's another. There's another fucking suspenseful scene. Very suspenseful. Suspense, she's like swimming out, and they keep panning back to the group that's on the on the shore. And that's where and Dave is just like that. something's up. Something's up. Yeah. That's where. So, so Dave's character, Jason Alexander's character, has just been very happy go lucky this whole time. And mm-hmm. then seeing him take that switch, it was to like, like it, was, it was like it was like a slow switch too. Like yeah. he was like. I know, I know you guys out there. I know you guys. Think He's like, like, yeah, we got ring, rig, Rigfield brothers. What were the fuck is the circus? Ringley, Ring, Ringley, Ringley brothers. Thank yeah. you, Jesus Christ. <laughs> 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 and he's like, the, the, like the more she starts to swim, the more he, the more he's like, wait, I don't, I don't know what's fucking going on, but something, something's not right, something's not right, something's not right. And she gets to the raft, and then fucking um, one of the arms of like the people who were on the raft and originally like fucking flops down and hits her in the face, and then she grabs it, and then fucking the, the arm is fucking, it's a severed arm. And at this time, Todd is on the other side of the river. Yeah, Todd shows yeah, up, and he's uh, he's screaming about it. Uh-huh. Yeah, my my God, that was fucking cool. So there's mm-hmm. just this raft is covered in body parts. Yes. Yeah, uh, and that's and, the whole like did crops. You want them to see it, yeah. whatever, or did they just accidentally just like show up? Yeah, yeah. Um, and then, th- and the very next scene after that, I appreciate. I, I really appreciated the very next scene after that because it wasn't like it was like movies now when like well something something like dramatic or tragic happens to, to a character and then people like just move on. They fucking dealt with it. Yeah, they fucking like you. See, the next scene you see all the, you see all the kids like in hysterical in, in crying in hysterics. About oh yeah, happened. man! Yeah, yeah. that's fucking that's, that's fucking brilliant. That's fucking that's, that's, that's a really, 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 really good shit. Oh, dude, totally. Yeah. Um. So then this leads us to the end. Mm-hmm. This is where we get to the third act. Finally, Todd is. Uh, Todd gets everyone on the raft. They're going to go back to yeah. uh, the original camp. They make it to the original they camp. They make it back. Now the that th- yeah. does it bum you out that Dave survived? Because he was one of the main characters, and I'm actually upset that I he was, survived. I was surprised that he survived. Very surprised that he survived, man. Yeah, I'm sur- yeah, I'm very very surprised he, that he survived because he was like you said, he was very he's one of the main characters of the movie. Like he wasn't just like a bit player. I'm like usually, I'm surprised he didn't have like. Any- yeah, I was very, I was very, very surprised that he didn't have more interaction with Cropsey. Yeah, seriously, actually, he had no interaction. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, like that was it. It's weird. Uh, he didn't run from him. No, he didn't see him. No, no, no. All he did was know that this was happening. Yeah. But he, he, but he didn't know, like, he didn't know of, like, the fucking guy. Like, he didn't know, he didn't know of Cropsey either. Well, there, we didn't uh, well, really, okay, there were, like, we they, didn't talk about it, but there is that yeah, really the, cool the, the scene where, scene, yeah. yeah, okay, which, so he knew of him, but he didn't know, yeah. So Todd tells, Todd tells the story of Cropsey mm-hmm. to all the campers. Then, yeah. of course, that's when all the killings happen. Right. Um, yeah, so, oh, which, by the way, that scene right there, mm-hmm. kind of the same scene in, Friday the 13th part 2. Okay. Where there's the story of Jason around the fire and like oh he's still out there waiting lurking. Oh yeah yeah. And then okay. the fucking kid shows up in the mask and the spear. Oh shit, that's right. Yeah. That's that's exactly what happens in this one. Wow. So he tells the story of Cropsey yeah. and everybody's so into it and then it was Eddie, right? That shows up. It was still, dr- yeah. yeah. 
like dress as Cropsy, scaring everybody. And it was like a, a really good feel good moment because the music they played for it was like, oh, like, oh, you son of a bitch. Yeah. Oh, we thought you were the killer. Oh, you. Yeah, dude. But like, there is so many similarities between this and Friday the 13th that it's fucking unnerving. Like I said, that's why I'm very surprised that this got this that this got no sequels and third and Friday got like nine or ten of them. The reason for that is very simple, and that was the amount of money that the movie made. Yeah, the movie was like like a, like a million dollar budget or two million dollar budget, and it made like a million and a half. It was a one point five million dollar budget. Yeah. It was released May eighth, nineteen eighty one, and it uh, made d- domestically seven thousand. Uh, let's see, seven hundred seven thousand dollars. Ooh, that's yeah. half the fucking budget. Yeah, man. Not even half of it. Wow. So they just like, they completely well, scrapped any sequel right there. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas Friday the 13th made money. Right. Yeah. yeah. All right. So back to the movie. Okay. We're coming towards the third act here. This is, this yeah. is getting close to the end. So I'm, they, so I, I, I'm, I'm quivering in anticipation right, right now. Yeah. yeah. So uh, they're, they're, they're going back and forth. The camera's going back and forth, panning to the, the kids on the rap, still crying hysterically. And paddling and paddling. And Michelle's like, we got to keep going, guys. And then... Got to keep going. <laughs> and then back to fucking Alfred Rimp from Cropsy. How he didn't catch that motherfucker is beyond me. He catches Alfred. It took him a long time to catch him, though. Oh, man. Alfred too, too long is, to catch him. His little weird asthmatic ass. Oh, God. Ugh. The worst person. Literally the worst. So when he gets his hands on Alfred, though, he jacks him up. Yes, he fucking um, he gets him. He, he fucking he muffles him. He muff, muffles him. Muff, covers his covers his fucking mouth with his, with his hand. Holds him against the fucking because at this point they're inside of some kind of like weird bunker warehouse type gimmick. Okay, so the end of this movie was supposed to take place on a boathouse. No, okay. Um, the boathouse that they had in Angola for this, they had the shot, they had the the place set and everything. Mm-hmm. So they're like, okay. We're going to start filming these end, end scenes, right? Yeah. So the actors go in there. They start filming shit. Turns out this boathouse is riddled with bats. Oh, shit. Yeah, dude. So there's so many fucking bats and so much bat shit Ooh. in this boathouse that they were just like, we got to get the fuck out of here. Uh, okay. So they went around Angola yeah. outside of Mickey Rats, and that's where they found that area. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Which was Which is very close to Lake Erie. Okay, nice. All yeah, right. it's, it's literally like the way the camera was shot and everything. The mm-hmm. other side of it yeah. was Lake Erie. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, I was wondering that, too. Yeah, so Cropsy ties Alfred up and uses him as bait? Yeah, he fucking... He, Is that right? Yeah, it's fucking weird. I don't know why he didn't kill him. It's so stupid. Well... Like, he muffles his fucking mouth, like he's, like we were saying, and then he uses a garden shears, because Alfred's arm is somehow, like, flailing about, and he uses garden shears to, shears to fucking... To like yeah to fucking yeah to bait him to fucking he he, he fucking stabs the garden shears into his arm and and through the fucking um, it's like he crucified him yeah yeah like that and then fucking you all you hear fucking Alfred scream like a little bitch yeah, fuck um, that kid and then Todd fucking shows up at, at, at the end of it and yeah, Todd at this point has an axe with him oh yeah because he has to axe cross crop see a question yeah. Mm. I see what you did there. Yeah, I stole that from Thanksgiving. <laughs> I can't. I can't take credit for that. No, I stole it from a fucking killer turkey. All right. All right. Well. Yeah. Uh, so this is uh, the end of this movie. It happens really fast. Yeah. Okay. Did this happen for you? Because it happened for me. I feel um, like I blinked and missed it. Because it was. It was kind of like there's a, there's a scene where fucking the, the rail car right the rail car come down. Yes. Fucking Todd. Fucking pieces out of the way and then goes through a fucking partition 
uh, with a wood partition and then it, like hits his head. Something like then that. He, then he sees then he sees Karen's body like above him. Yeah, Karen's Karen's all fucked up, fucking dead and shit. Yeah. And then there's a blowtorch real quick. And then, why was there a blowtorch? I imagine it's, it's Cropsy trying to be like, "Oh, y'all burn me! I'm gonna burn the fuck out of y'all too." So Cropsy, you think you think Cropsy had that blowtorch there, like in advance to be like, "Hey," because so I so, so this is this is the big twist of the movie yeah. right here. This is what we're revealing mm-hmm. is that uh, Cropsy. Uh, is the way he is because of those fucking shitty kids at the beginning of the movie that played right. a prank on him. Yep. And it turned out, it does that flashback where it's just like, are you in? Yeah, I'm in. Mm-hmm. Are you in on this? Yeah, I'm in. Hey, Todd, yeah. how about you? Yeah, I'm in. Yeah. And it's Todd as a kid. Yeah. Yeah, so that was the whole like like big reveal that uh, Cropsy was actually coming back. That's why Cropsy came back to the camp mm-hmm. to seek his revenge on uh, on Todd. Yeah. So like, I hate the third act of this movie. I actually hate it. Like I was saying, like it it, it, it went from fucking the fucking the rail it's, car coming down, almost hitting top top, piecing out of the waist, cr- crashing through the fucking crashing through the fucking wall, seeing Kara's body, blowtorch, and then everything goes back to normal. Like Todd's still fucking like walking around, and then the rail car is still at the top of the fucking thing. Did that happen for you? Because it happened for me when I watched the movie. <sighs> Shit. It's right? actually kind of a blur right now. Is it? Okay. It was, yeah, it was really it's, weird. It's fucking it was, me up because I rewatched it this morning. Right. And, it was and really, now that you're was, saying this, it was really weird because it is I was weird, like, isn't it? I'm like, wait. I was like, wait, wait. Did he, was he like knocked out that fucking So time? no, Cropsy gets killed with an axe, right? He gets, he gets, he gets burned again. No. No. In, in, initially, because fucking bitch ass Alfred, he finally frees himself because at this point, fucking Todd's on the ground and Cropsy had the fucking blowtorch. Teasing him, teasing him, teasing him. The fucking Alfred, yeah, uh, yeah, top, yeah. Alfred comes behind him with the shears in hand and fucking stabs him in the spine. And then he fucking craps, he collapses, and you think he's dead. Um, and then it's a nice little tease, nice little fucking Friday the 13th S tease, um, where Cropsy comes back and grabs both of them. And then he pushes fucking. This is finally when we get to see what Cropsy looks like. He looks great. Amazing job. Yeah. <clears throat> Absolutely amazing job. Right. So he. Yeah. He, which one did he push out of the way? He pushes fucking Todd or, or Alfred out of the way. Ah. I think it was Alfred. I think he pushes Alfred little bitch ass out of the way. Yeah, yeah. And then, um, <clears throat> then then somehow like Todd ends up with the fucking blowtorch. Then he just fucking somehow is attached to. I, I forget the end of the movie actually. Fuck. No, that's okay. Cropsy gets killed. Cropsy gets killed with an axe. Long story and short. Then, yeah. yeah. So it's the end of it is is that Michelle gets back gets back to camp. Uh, with everyone else yep. and she gets a hold of the other counselors and they're headed back there and she's saying like the police are coming by helicopter right. and finally Cropsy gets killed and then the the movie ends with Todd telling the story around the fire it wasn't Todd it was, it was a different guy oh this is a, another yeah that, fuck, different that's guy. right yeah, yeah yeah it's another another scene of telling the story yeah. of Cropsy yep. meaning that Cropsy is this huge legend and that he's not really dead and, and he, we don't get any sequels yeah and he, he ends up like don't look he'll see don't breathe. He'll hear you. Don't move. You're dead. And it goes to black. Yeah. 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 I honestly think the third act of this movie sucked. Yeah. I think it really sucked. I don't like the fact that it was Alfred uh, at the end there. I no. feel like it should have been Michelle. It should have been. Alfred should have got killed when he was spying on uh, Glazer. Yes. Uh, Alfred should have got killed by that. 
Todd should have stumbled upon the bodies. Mm-hmm. Uh, him and Michelle could have had Dave in charge of taking the rest of the kids back to camp. Yep. Because after that, Michelle was fucking useless. That would make more sense. It, it was Dave should have took the kids back to camp. It should have been Michelle and Todd at the very end. Mm-hmm. It should have been Michelle. Who is the damsel in distress? I, I also the fucking final girl. Yeah, she, she I, could have she could have gone from being damsel in distress to Todd coming to save her to Todd almost getting killed to her saving and Todd. then to her saving Todd. Yeah, and being the final girl, and then you have and shit. You know what? At the same time, Cropsy should have killed Todd. He should have. He should have killed Todd because he was the way he... It could have been a standoff at the or he, end. He should have. Where like, it was the whole, like, I made you the way you are, Cropsy. Leave her alone. You want me? He Cropsy kills Todd. Michelle kills Cropsy. He should That's either, how it should, he should have, have fucking... Either, he should have either killed him or he should have, like, mortally wounded him. Okay. And then popped up at the end? Yeah. Yeah, just to, to like, save her or whatever? Yeah. Michelle should have been the final girl. Absolutely. She was so strong in this movie. Yeah. She was... Uh, the equivalent to strong woman in South Park. She's the bad bitch. She was an absolute bad bitch, and she didn't take any shit from Eddie, yep. and she didn't take any shit from Glazer, right. and she also didn't take Todd shit, who was her boyfriend. Yeah. She was very strong. She, she called was, everybody on their bullshit. She called everyone on the bullshit. She's the one that swam out to the boat. I thought she was a bad bitch. Yeah. I thought she was awesome. She should have been the one to kill Cropsy. She should have been. Now, everybody now is putting this movie over as being like, this movie's so good, whatever. Like, And it is good. It mm-hmm. is really fucking good. But it's also really fucking problematic. And the third act sucks. The finish I, really think this, I really think the finish sucked. And I absolutely hate the character Alfred. I yeah. um, hate him with a passion. Now, Will, for the movie The Burning, 1981 yeah. The Burning. Okay. Do you recommend this movie to people? I absolutely recommend it to people. Like he was, like Michael was saying, it's it's a it's a really really it's a really 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 fun watch. First of all, like it's yes. it's like it's like quintessential eighties horror, but done in a really good way. If that makes any sense. No, it makes perfect sense. Um, like 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 you said, the, the kills were great. Um, I can look at my notes because I got notes for this shit too. Uh, the the dialogue was. It's pretty good. I was going to say it's really good. But the dialogue was pretty good. The acting of it was, was surprisingly very well done. Yeah, surprisingly. Yeah. Um, yeah. I appreciated the attention to detail as far as, like like, like I said, the raft. Well, they were, there were a lot of theater actors involved in this yeah. movie. So it was uh, New York City theater actors. Um, and also, like, in 1980 when they had auditions, the auditions were just, like, I guess at first there was, like, a huge turnaround rate. Mm-hmm. Um and then they got everyone like solidified like right away like okay. uh, yeah there was um and everybody got along on set of course other than Harvey Weinstein that <sighs> fucking guy yes i know which Gross. also it bothers me so much that this was his first movie that he produced it, yeah it really does Same. it also bothers me that tom savini worked on this movie with harvey weinstein yeah. and that goes with the whole did these actors did the extras? Did they know what was going on? I mean, like you said, you said like uh, it, you said that the fucking the girls were like uh, having issues on set, like uh, unbeknownst to anybody else, though. But like, did the guys know this? That's what I'm saying. Like, like I don't know. I don't know how many people on set. Did Jason knew. Alexander know what was going on? Like, like I how much? I hope he didn't know because if he'd know, he's a piece of shit too. I like to think that they didn't. Know. That's what I'm saying. But then, like, you hear stories of Quentin Tarantino coming out being like, "Yeah, I know Harvey Weinstein was a rapist," and you know he did nothing about it. Yeah. Um, because Harvey Weinstein is the one that's just like, "Hey, you want your movies to get made?" Yeah. 
or not. Right. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's which I, which I feel like sucks. I feel like your moral compass should be a little bit a little bit better than than that. And it'd be like, oh. So now it's it's. Do we not recommend this movie because it's Weinstein's first film and because of the issues of uh, uh, of what happened on set, off off of camera, and also on camera with some of the the characters? It's it's. Do we? Hmm. How do we separate the art from the, from, from the person? Yeah, because yeah. I feel like the movie should be celebrated because it is good. There is good work in it. Mm-hmm. We got to celebrate the actors that worked on it. Right. Um, everybody that worked off set that weren't problematic. Um, and then obviously Tom Savini. Yeah. Um, like I don't like it's now I recommend the movie. I do too. It's a, it's, it's a double edged sword though, because like you like were saying, it's like, it really like, the, is. the movie is, is very, very well done. Like the kills are great. Fucking the makeup is on point. Um, like I said, the acting is surprisingly good for an 80s horror movie. Um, but like, fucking Alfred should have died. God damn it. Absolutely. I, I'll go to my grave saying that. And there should have been more nudity. I'm actually a firm believer there were more girls in the movie. I feel like there should have been no, more nudity, but also... But like, like, like you were saying, though, the one girl was comfortable. Yeah, she, with was, she was comfortable. The other girl wasn't. Right, but like, so. like, it's the whole, like, there were a few other girls that could have been nude on, on film. Now, uh, yes, I know, like, it's... Oh geez, what's Micah talking about? Whatever, but like, <laughs> guess what? I fucking like a lot. I I like nudity in my horror flicks. I'm a big you. fan of nudity in horror flicks. Yeah. Um, the score, damn near perfect. Yeah. The kills, amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, story, not bad. Right. You know, original considering. Yeah. Uh, but like third but- act, awful. Yeah, they could have done, they could have done a better job at that. Yeah. Uh, I I thought the third act was awful. So for me. I'm gonna give it three and a half out of five stars. Okay, I I, w- I was actually gonna give it four stars to be honest. Four stars? Yeah. There you go. Four scaries. All right, four scaries. That's what we're calling it. Yeah. Four scaries. Yeah. I got three and a half scaries. Okay. So when we do the rating, my one face is gonna be cut in half. Right. <laughs> uh, Will one more thing that I'm gonna leave you with okay. and our listeners, uh, Glazer. Yeah. He didn't really do much after this movie other than a few. Now, everyone in this film that were uh, that were on it, they went on to do a lot of uh, TV shows. They were extras in like ER, mm-hmm. uh, CSI, All right. a lot of different episodes like of, of sitcoms in the 90s and early 2000s. Uh, Glazer, actually, his, uh, his fame comes from 12 years after this movie. Okay. He was one of the jobbers in Spider-Man. He jobbed a bone saw. No. Yeah. Wait, 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 wait. Ready wait. for a bone saw. Wait, was he the fucking um the fucking the the, the promoter? He wasn't the promoter. Because he looks like the fucking promoter. He was one of the wrestlers. No shit. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Isn't that cool? Holy fuck. Yeah. You said wait, you said twelve years ago. I was like, so that movie came out in nineteen eighty, two thousand and two with Spider Man. It's like twenty nineteen years later? Oh my god! Did I say twelve? Yeah. Like fucking like, like it's nineteen ninety two. Yeah. Okay. So twenty. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! I'm sorry. That's fine. All right, Will. Yes, sir. Uh, well, first off, everyone, thank you so much for listening today. Absolutely, thank you guys. I hope so you guys enjoyed time. the episode. Um, and if you want to look us up, we are all in the social media now. 
Yes, we are. We are on Instagram and Twitter at Damn That Scary Pod, and we are on Facebook. Facebook is really weird, by the way, because yeah, I, I, I can't. They won't let me swear on Facebook. So we had to. So, so I had to separate the fucking letters and so the word it's damn. D A M N with comma, spaces between it. Yeah, Ugh. comma that scary. But it's still. I guess I think you can still look it up. The damn that scary pod, guys. On at the too, same though. time, I am very anti Facebook. So if you don't add us on Facebook, I'm not going to hold that against you. But follow us on Instagram and on Twitter at yeah. at damn that scary pod. Just pod. Damn that scary pod. Um. Also, we have uh, we got an email now, right? Yes, we do. It's damn that scary pod at gmail.com if you have any questions, comments, or concerns. <laughs> I don't know why I said that. Don't don't hit us up with concerns. No, no, no. Questions, hit, hit questions, hit and comments. With, hit us up with concerns. We'll take. It's fine. All right. So now, in closing, I um I was thinking about what to review for next week. Mm-hmm. Okay, I wrote down one, two, three, four five movies all right all right and on air right now i'm gonna hand this to you okay and i want you to pick one of them okay all right here you go buddy let's see what we have here can i just like go through the names right now or do we just just pick a name uh pick a name don't go through them because uh, it's stuff that we'll do in the future okay Ooh, Uh, fucking behind the mask Okay, there it is. Ladies and gentlemen, next week we will be reviewing Behind the Mask, The Rise of Leslie Vernon, which I believe came out in 2007 and was an Anchor Bay movie. Because you've uh, told me about that movie a lot, and I, and I just... I so you've never, you've never watched it? I haven't watched it, it yet, no. Oh, this is going to be a lot of fun. All right, so you guys have a week. Watch Behind the Mask, The Rise of Leslie Vernon, which I believe is on Amazon Prime, mm-hmm. Shutter, and I'm pretty sure Hulu. But also, also watch The Burning too. I like, like, like we were saying, we know it's a little problematic, but it's still, it's still a very fun watch. It is something that every horror fan should watch. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, Will, anything else you want to add, buddy? No, man, I am good to go. This is a good time as usual. Oh, this was a lot of fun. All right, guys. On behalf of Will, I'm Micah, and until next week, remember keep. It spooky. Actually, we got to complain about that. About, about the outro. Not going to lie. Good. Let him. All right. Damn. That's scary. Grocery shopping day. Oh, hello, Mr. Cash here. Hello, Mrs. Card Pusher. Hello. How are you doing today? Do-do-do-do-do. Let's see what the old wife put on the uh, the shopping list today. Let's see what. Um, let's see. Number one, we got a uh, Chris Hemsworth. Oh, that doesn't seem right. I don't. I don't think that was, they sell those here. Uh, must be some kind of mistake. Uh, let's see what else. Uh, Chris Evans. Oh boy. This is her celebrity crush list. Awkward. Don't be like this, husband and wife. There's only one place where a list like that belongs, and that's the Eat Sleep List podcast. You can hear us every Friday on BICBP-radio.com, Apple Podcasts, or Spotify.